What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there. Welcome back. So I'm going to start today's episode and tell you everything you need to know that's happening with me. So let's start with the Consistent Business Builder Mastermind is currently open for enrollment. Now, this won't open again until next March. So if you've been thinking, I love Elizabeth, I love what she coaches on, I love the idea of using my mind to build my business, then you need to go check out the sales page, you need to get your application in, it's time. The next thing that you need to know is that my hair is blonde. Yeah, I put these in order. Just wait till you hear what the third one is that you just need to know. (laughs) My hair is blonde. So I have had this dark red hair for 10 years. I loved it. I still love it. I think it looks fabulous. And it was time for a change. I saw this woman in my newsfeed, one of my friends, and she went from just like regular blonde to platinum. And the minute I saw it, I was like, yes, that's what I want. So I'm in process. I didn't realize that dyeing your hair to a very light color is a process. So that's been a little bit, basically I get to use every mindset tool I have in hitting goals to my hair, which is it's a process. You can only be where you are and start from there. You get to decide what you think about your hair. It's just, right, it just is. And I do love it. I love a lot of things about it, but I wasn't anticipating the damage that happened. Uh, My curls aren't as curly. I know you're listening to a podcast and I told you I was going to tell you everything you needed to know about me, catch you up. And here it is. (laughs) Real life. This is what's happening. And then the third thing, the thing that's happening with me in my life that I'm just so excited about, (laughs) you're just going to laugh. I have two packages arriving in the mail today. Seriously, it's the simplest things. There's some back-ordered pants that I ordered forever ago that have suspenders. And I'm like, who am I? Who have I become? And you know who I've become? Adventurous, wanting to try new things. Because that's what you do, right? That's what happens when we explore our mind, shift it, take it out of the norm. We stop wearing the button-up shirts we wore when we worked in the office and we start exploring things like suspender pants. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's the end of what's happening with me. The most relevant to you is join the Consistent Business Builder Mastermind. 25 coaches, brilliant women who've been successful, who are successful, who are learning how to take that success into their business growing their coaching business at every level, using their mind instead of more effort and hustle. So today's episode is called, Who Taught You to Use Your Mind? Now, when I think about this title, I picture a children's book. I imagine 
that the book is is talking to a child and they're walking them through but usually the book is like who taught you how to be polite and when you think of the title that way right the book is so cute it happens in little ways where your mom is like "Mm, let's not sit like that right all of you women listening are like i know what she's talking about (laughs) or maybe the book is called who taught you how to ride a bike And in your mind, you immediately know, right? Like, what's this story going to be about? It's probably going to be a mom. It's probably actually a dad. That's usually what they represent in books. And you're like right in that five, six, seven, eight range. And you're learning how to ride a bike. And maybe you have have, um, training wheels on and you have a helmet. But the title of this book is called Who Taught You to Use Your Mind? because nobody wrote that book, because nobody taught us how to use our brain, how to use our mind. I'm gonna use brain and mind interwovenly. Now, are they different? Probably, right? If we were being very um, doctory medically, I don't know, we would say, okay, the brain is the actual substance and the mind is the magical thing that everything works inside of it, right? but I don't really care. I'm going to intertwine them because I can. So what is the mind? Because maybe I'm the person who taught you how to use your mind. Maybe somebody else got you started and now you're here learning how to use your mind because you want to use it in your business. And so I love that. Let me be the person who teaches you how to use your mind. Let's write that book together. So what is the mind? The mind is a part of our body. It's a tool like an arm or a leg or your hands. But really that's such a simplified way to think of it. It would be like saying that the mouse of your computer is like the processor of the computer, right? They're not the same at all. Right, when I think about the human mind, I do kind of think about a computer. I have a Mac, and so right, I grew up having the PC where there was the giant box, and you were like, yeah, something important is happening in there, something magical, I don't know how it works. And then I have a Mac now, and I I remember when we got it in the mail, I told my husband, I was like, where's the other part of it? And he's like, it's all in the screen. I'm like, what, that's even more magical because I don't know how a computer processor works. And I don't actually completely know how the brain works either. But I know enough to create the results I want. I know how to use the mind well enough to create the results I want. And that's what we're going for. Who taught us how to use our mind? Nobody does. Who sat us down in life and we're like, Here's what you need to know. Nobody. So it's your responsibility to figure it out. It's your responsibility to figure it out for you so that you can use it to grow yourself and to grow your business. And then here's the beautiful thing that will happen next is that not because you try and force it on them, but as a natural um, effect of your growth, your family will grow. 
Your partner will be different because you are different with your partner. Your children will be different because of how you are with your children. Every part of your life that you go into will begin to shift and change. Now, I help coaches, I help entrepreneurs, and so they are going out and the impact of how they change using their mind then flows out into every area of our life. It's your responsibility as the listener of this podcast right now to decide to use your mind. So what comes from the mind? I'm going to assume you're like, yep, I'm on board. Let's use my mind. I want to be as proficient at using my mind to create results and to create the life I want as I am at using my body to ride a bicycle, using my body to go and walk from here to there. I want, I'm assuming you're like, yes, I'm in for it. So what comes from the mind? Because once we know what the mind is and we get a gist of like, here's how it, here's what it, how it works. The next thing we need to realize is that everything comes from the mind. Now I was the person who, who came into business and was like, it's strategy. I need a better strategy. I need a different strategy. I need to learn it from somebody else that I understand it from or like, "Mm, this just doesn't work or, oh, this just isn't for me. I need a different one. Or it flips into then like blaming yourself. Oh, I'm just not doing enough. I need to do it better. Everything in your business and your life comes from your mind. And the more I think about this and the more I realize it, the more compelled I get to tell everybody because we think it's what we do, right? We're like, "Mm, yeah, I mean, that mind stuff seems a little, I don't know, extra, right? Like it's like a cherry, but like, "Mm, I don't need a cherry. I don't need a cherry. I'm fine. Everything comes from your mind. So let me show you your thoughts come from your mind. So what is a thought? Now, I didn't actually used to know that I had thoughts. So that alone was a little bit of a like, what? I have thoughts? Because again, if we think about the computer of my my brain was working, it started working as a child, right? (laughs) Obviously, immediately. (laughs) But I didn't know that it was working. I didn't know that it was even there. I just thought like it was. So what comes from your mind are all of your thoughts. And there are constantly thoughts running through your mind. I think most people are very aware of this when they're in the shower, (laughs) right? You're like, oh, I thought I was just going to relax. And yet, if you really pay attention to what happens in the shower, you have like 12 random conversations that weren't relaxing at all. And you walk away like, why did I do that? because you have thoughts in your mind. Now meditation comes in and is like, okay, let's turn those thoughts off. That's brilliant, right? We do, we want to learn the skill of turning the thoughts off. But there's more to running your brain, creating results with your brain than just turning it off. Because what else are thoughts? They're beliefs. A belief is what you think, what you believe about yourself, 
about the world, about how things work. So let me give you an example. A belief might be that it's possible to build a multi-million dollar coaching business, right? A business as a coach. Now, I don't know that I would have known that until I came into this coaching world. I didn't know it was possible to build a multi-million dollar business for me, right? Like I didn't know that was possible for me. And then if we took it one more layer, I didn't know it was possible as a coach because I just didn't really even know what coaching was. I, I think I remember people building businesses as like multi-level marketing, selling something. And even that kind of was like, yeah, you could make like a hundred thousand or they never talked about money, but it was more of like, you get the car, you get to like win cool things and be prestigious and like be at like the top of the club, which I think, right. I always wanted that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. But it, it built in, right? Like your beliefs are the possibility of what is possible. I know I just said that <laughs> repetitively, but when I, when I see Brooke Castillo, when I hear how much money she makes and I think about how much money she made mm, five years ago, my mind is broken and blown and I'm like, oh, it's possible. Now, when I tell my mom or I tell my dad, they don't know of that possibility yet, right? They don't have that belief yet. Now, why will they develop that belief? Well, obviously, because they're going to watch me do it. And so they won't have had that belief until they see me. And then they will suddenly have this belief like, oh, something else is possible. But the opposite direction, right? Our beliefs might create this vision of something we can do that's possible for us, a human, normal person. But the other thing beliefs do is they flip the other direction. And we believe things like, I've never done it before, so I probably can't. And I hear this with, well, I've never made $100,000 before. I've never run a business. I've never um, set goals and hit them, right? These beliefs flip the other direction in a way that doesn't serve us and doesn't help us create the results we want. And most people don't know that they have all of these beliefs in their mind just floating around. Not even floating around because that sounds really chaotic. It's more like my favorite visual is they're in a drawer and the drawers are triggered by things. It could be somebody else hitting the goal. It could be a statement your husband says. And suddenly the drawer, and I also imagine the drawer is kind of close to my face. The drawer pops open into my face, right? So there's that 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 physical reaction of like, Ooh, <laughs> as you're like, something's coming at me. And what's inside of that drawer are your beliefs. The thoughts that you have in that particular area. Because right, when I think about the thing that the innocent thing your husband could say is, hey baby, how's your business going? How's business? Or maybe it's a friend asking you that. And that drawer pops open in your face And what might be in that drawer is any number of thoughts. It might be, um, you know, like it's okay, but it's still going, it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not as good as I wish it was. Um, It's going really slowly. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to figure this out. It's not really that much fun anymore. Right? Like that's the kind of stuff that's in the drawer. 
But what most people do is because one, they don't know that their thoughts and their beliefs are all in their mind. And they don't know that that drawer is supposed to trigger into their face. They never go into that drawer, pull the stuff out and say, oh, this is the stuff in my mind. I can, I get to choose this. I can clean this up. I can decide on purpose what I think about this and then knowing why you'd want to. Why do we want to? Because our mind runs everything, our mind. And so the things we believe, literally the thoughts we think in our mind run everything. And so if you believe that the way you create money is you have to go spend time and work harder, it's only because you don't have a belief in your mind yet that says that money is infinite. Money is all around you wanting to come in and ready to come into you. Now, this sounds kind of like like fruity, flavory, like, I don't know, that sounds kind of out there. But when I visualize that and I think about why do I know that's true, it's because when I dyed my hair, my, my number one concern became, how do I re-moisturize it? How do I get it healthy again as quickly as possible? And do you know how many products I have bought to try and solve for that, like 15. (laughs) And I'm like, yep, I will use them all. Why? Because I want the result. These companies, I wasn't, they weren't even in my awareness until I had the problem. And then I was immediately ready to go spend whatever it took to solve for that. They had what I wanted, right? They were there with the thing I needed, just waiting. Now, I don't want you to wait. That's another, that's another topic for another day. We don't wait for our clients. We create them. But it comes from this belief that money is all around waiting to come into you because you offer value that people want. So what comes from our mind? Thoughts. What's a thought? It's a belief. A belief is something that runs our mind, runs our life, and it either helps us or it doesn't. What else comes from our mind underneath thoughts? Problem solving. Your ability to see a problem and solve for it, this is actually a skill. Now, most of us don't think of this though. We think, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm a problem. Like they, we, we, most of us don't even think of ourselves as problem solvers. But if you think about the, the, the skill level of a 15 year old to solve a problem, versus the skill level of a 30-year-old. It's not even age though, right? It's more of like, like, it's the skill you build. The age doesn't give you the ability to solve problems. It's how often you use your brain to come at a problem and solve it. And this is a skill we have to hone and develop in our business. Because what we're going to run into is problem after problem after problem. In fact, what I tell my clients is, is you think you're going to hit that goal and suddenly life is going to become just daisies and rainbows. But the reality is, is that you're hitting a goal and you're just trading problems. So the clients who come to me and they're like, I want to have a, like, I want to have a full practice. I want to have 15 or 20 clients and I want to make $100,000 and right, like there's new problems that come when you get that result. And they're problems like, 
Um, how do I fit in 20 hours of coaching? I, I'm so used to having more time. I'm so used to spending that time in other ways. Now I have to solve for, oh, I coach 20 hours a week. Now I have to figure out what to do with the other amount of time. Or you run into problems like, I didn't pay enough taxes. Okay, what am I going to do now? That's like a real problem. I just wrote my quarterly tax check and I was looking at it and I was like, oh, I didn't pay anything in Q1 or Q2. Surprise, I get to pay it all in Q3 and Q4. That's not like the most fun. But when you see it as just a new problem, you're like, okay, great. I'm going to solve for that one. Or one of my clients said that her accountant didn't file her taxes for two years. What? That becomes a problem. You have to solve for it. But problem solving when you think of it with your mind is, I'm just going to solve for this problem. I don't have to freak out. I don't have to be in drama. I don't have to just be all over the place with my emotions. I can look at the problem. I can say, okay, my accountant hasn't filed it in two years. Here are my choices. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go and I'm going to go and file my taxes. Either I'm going to like, for sure, I'm going to pay a fine, but either I'm going to get the reimbursement of those fines back from this accounting firm, or I'm not, right? Do you see how it's just like, it's very systematic. It's very steady. It's steady problem solving rather than problem solving from the like, wow, everything's horrible. What am I going to do? Oh my gosh. Because as you grow your business, you're going to grow your problems. And if you are still swung up and down, not in a steady place when you solve problems, it's not because anything's gone wrong. It's just because you haven't used your mind. You haven't strengthened the muscle of problem solving because you know it comes from your brain. The other thing that comes from our thoughts is decision making. So often, like the, the thing that I don't know where we pick this up, but somewhere in life, we think that there are right choices and wrong choices. And so what happens is, is that when we believe that, when it comes to decision making, we agonize, we're slow to choose, we're, we're like, oh, I got to get this right. I got to make sure this is fantastic. And we make no decision or we make agonizingly slow decisions versus when you think about decision-making as a skill of the mind, you're then like, okay, my skill is, it's like it's normal if I decide slowly at first, but the skill is learning to just believe that there are no right or wrong choices, that I'm literally just deciding, I'm going to learn from my decision, and then I'm going to redecide. So often I see this when people are thinking about the business that they're building they know what they want. They know it's in the future. And yet they agonize over the pieces now. But decision making is, you know what? I want to hire Elizabeth. I want to be in the Consistent Business Builder Mastermind. So I'm going to do it. The, the opposite of that, though, is agonizing. Oh, I don't know if it's the right choice. I don't know if this is a good use of my money. I don't know if this is really what I need. It's like, no. It's like, I know where I'm going and I'm committed, like this is what I want, this is what I'm going to invest in, this is what I'm going to be all in and do, and then I'm going to be inside of it, and I'm going to learn, and I'm going to keep pivoting based on what I learn towards where I'm going. 
The other thing that comes from our mind, right? So it's thoughts and inside of thoughts, we have beliefs, we have problem solving, we have decision-making. What else comes from our mind? Our feelings. Now, again, nobody sits us down and talks about feelings. In fact, as a kid, I've shared this on the podcast before, I didn't really, right? Like there was this stage in middle school where I was like, oof, feelings are a bad thing. I definitely don't want to have those. People will hurt me. I look ridiculous, whatever. And so I just created this more of a numb state. And I was very aware of my mom who had all the emotions. And so I judged her for her level of emotion. And I just judged people with emotion in general. But nobody sits us down and says, you know where emotions come from? The most powerful thing you have, your mind. Emotions are going to come. And you're just learning, do I know how to use my emotions for me? Or are they jerking me around like a dog that's not trained and who sees a squirrel? Because you have emotions. They come from your mind. They come from your thoughts. They're actually very predictable and understandable. But most people never spend the time. Why? Because feelings, they already judge them as like weak or, um, you know, unnecessary or not helpful to getting the results they want. But that comes from just this very masculine society that it's not good to cry. It's not good to show emotion. It's more powerful not to. But that's not true. The number one thing when I look at my clients who are used to focusing on the action and hustling and working hard, the number one tweak is that when they change their emotion, it's literally changing the fuel that helps them show up and create. Instead of fueling what they do to build their business from um, worry, from obligation, from... um, Oh, what are the other emotions? I can't think of any. But instead of fueling it from, just let's go with obligation. When they learn to fuel it from desire and compelled and love and like that fiery feeling, the experience is better. They have a longer stamina rather than burning out. And they serve more people, right? They serve themselves and they serve others. So your feelings come from your mind. What else comes from your mind? Your action. What you do or don't do comes from your mind. Now, I teach a tool called the model. I learned it from Brooke Castillo. She gathered up all the pieces from tons of other people all over the, you know, informational world through the decades or whatever. And what it gives us is a formula for understanding how our mind works, how to use our brain very intentionally. Because what society teaches us is that action is what creates results, doing more what we do. But when we take away the part where we're like, yeah, but where does action come from? It comes from our mind. Our mind directs our body. This is why when people get brain damage and they can't use their arms anymore, It's not that they don't want to move their arm. It's that something has happened in their brain that stops them. So when you get on the computer and you're scrolling social media for hours and hours and hours and you're like, yeah, but it's me connecting with people, your mind is directing that action. 
When you get in the car and drive to the store and you take the same path you normally take, your mind is driving your action. When you decide that you're going to do a free training, because when you've done them in the past, you've created clients, your mind is directing your action. You're not just some action taker. Your action isn't just creating some results on their own. Your mind is creating your action. It's directing you. I think about the emotion of feeling compelled. We feel compelled if we believe the stove is on. We feel compelled, right? That like forward motion of like, I got to go check that out. We feel compelled when we hear our kid and we think it's our kid and we're like, what, was that my kid? Right, kind of like yelling, we're like, ooh. We feel compelled to go find out. Think about when you then use that kind of compelled in your business. So often you probably feel compelled to go check social media or you feel compelled to write an email. But what if you used that for yourself instead of it just coming? That's the power of mastering your mind. And so what's the last thing that comes from your mind, right? Thoughts come from your mind. Feelings come from your mind. The action, right? The direction of action you take. The other thing that comes from your mind then are results. What you want and what you don't want is a result. A result is what you currently have. It's what you've created. If you think about the life you have built up until this moment, and you sum it all into it was your mind. Yeah, right? Like maybe you went to law school for 500 million years. Maybe you worked hard, you put in all the hours, you you paid attention to what your boss wanted and you did it, right? You're like, yeah, I worked hard for that. Yes, but when you think you just worked hard, your brain's like, ooh, it's working hard that creates my results. But when we come back to it was your mind, it was something you thought, it was something you felt. It was some way of problem solving and decision making that created that result for you. That's when the ability to create results unfolds in a completely different way. It's when you start to be able to believe, oh, I see how I created that result and I either want the result or I don't. And I can make a change to create a different result because I'm in control of my mind. And I think about this with food. We fail so often when we're learning new ways of being with food, right? Maybe we make pie and then we feel that compelled feeling and we go eat the pie. And then maybe we eat like five pieces of it and we see the scale go up. And it's very clear. It's like, oh, I know exactly why the scale went up. And if we're slow down, we can see, oh, it was because I thought the thought, "Mm, I want it. We had that feeling of anticipation, of desire. And then there was some thought, like I saw this one the other day. I was like, oh, that's sneaky. And the thought was like, well, there's no rules, right? So it's a thought that I use in my business that serves me, but it doesn't always serve me because my mind was like, well, there's no rules. You can have whatever you want. Mm, But when I think that thought with the pie, it doesn't create the result I want. And it all comes back to the mind. 
It wasn't because I'm weak and I don't have any willpower, right? That's what people throw around like, oh, it's willpower, it's, it's hard work. If you don't have the business you want, it's because of all, like you don't have the skill, you don't have the strategy. It all comes down to your mind. You use your mind to build skill. You use your mind to experience the highs and the lows of your business and keep going. You use your mind to create the fuel of emotion that fires you up. You use your mind to stop working and enjoy your life. You use your mind to think about other people. Our brain doesn't come, right, like programmed to think about other people. It comes programmed to think about us. So we build the skill of thinking of other people. You use your mind to think in this exact moment. You use your mind to think in the future and to visualize what you want to plan and to create. You use your mind to think on purpose, right, versus on default about yourself about your business, about where you're going, and about your people. You use your mind to solve problems. You use your mind to make decisions. You have a mind. And it's either running on default programming that you've never intentionally put in, like here's where I'm going, here's what I want. It's either running on default or you are intentionally directing it to create the results you want. And it doesn't, right? Like nobody teaches us. We come back to the title of the book, who taught us to use our mind? Nobody. You have to teach you how to use your mind. Now, I help with that. But as a coach, I can only do so much. But what I do is the most powerful part of it. Well, okay, no, what you do is the most powerful. but mine's the part that gets it started. I come in and I'm like, here's the system for how to use your mind. Here's what to expect. Oh, that's what you experienced? Yep, that's part of the process. Yep, that too. So that you can keep going using your mind and building the skills. At every level of your business, you have to learn how to use the skill of your brain at a higher level. When I think of, oh man, I I know I chopped this up in the last week's episode, that guy who runs Amazon, Jeff something with a B, his mind works at a higher level than the person who works at Dollar General, maybe even the manager of Dollar General, right? Their minds work differently. They have built different skills at using the mind that they have. So this week's episode, who taught you how to use your mind? It's me. I'm going to teach you how to use your mind. And you're going to be the one who goes out and does it. Who puts in the effort. Who breaks the patterns. Who shows up and does the work. And reaps every benefit of the life you want. Okay. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things 
And I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.